Thank you for tuning in to our sermon series here at Christ the King Anglican Church. You can visit us on our website at ctkalexandria.org or contact us via email at admin at ctkalexandria.org. Enjoy! Please be seated. Welcome to Christ the King. We are in a sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount. We've approached this sermon by asserting that Jesus is the light of the world and he is showing us how we are to live. Jesus is revealing us to ourselves. He's showing us the nature of our calling. He is showing us our dignity. He's showing us our worth. He is showing us how we are to live. Jesus begins the Sermon on the Mount in addressing our relationship with God. He moves through a series of very important aspects of our life, of our relationship uh, to, with finances and worry. And here we come to the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. This is Matthew chapter 7. And Jesus addresses our relationships with one another. Relationships with God, relationships with one another, the two go hand in hand. Jesus was asked, what is the most important commandment? His response, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, this was stated by Jesus, repeated throughout the Bible. Uh, the Apostle Paul writes his letters of encouragement to many of the churches in the, New, in the New Testament. And when he writes a word of encouragement to the many churches under his care, he commends the churches for their faith in God and their love for one another. The vertical relationship with God is lived out in the nitty-gritty of our relationship with one another, and that's just the way it is. I was reminded of a young clergy person who wrote back to his parents, assessing his first couple of years of service in the church, and he said, you know, I love it. If it weren't for all the people, you know people, you know that, that family reunions would be much better if you could just be more selective in the family members that were there. It just... It's hard. Living with one another in harmony is a hard aspect. Important, though. We cannot separate faith in God with love for one another. And so that's what this passage addresses. Our horizontal relationships with one another. With one another. I find it a little bit more on the convicting side rather, the inspiring, rather than the inspiring side. So get ready. Uh, one more caveat. There are parts of this passage that I just don't understand. If you uh, follow it along, you heard this well-known passage of judge not lest ye be judged. That, that may sound familiar to you. And then you get to the strange verse, do not give to the dogs what is holy. Do not throw your pearls before swine. I researched and researched and I, there's no consistent assessment of what Jesus actually meant and how what he says here relates to what comes before and how it relates to what comes after. There are many parts of the Bible where you just have to think, I don't know, I don't understand. But Mark Twain had a famous quote. He said, it's not the parts of the Bible that I don't understand that trouble me, it's the parts that I do. And there is some clear teaching in this passage that's very troubling, so let's just stay there. Verses 1 through 5 will be the focus of our, our, of our thoughts this morning. You can turn to the back of your service, service leaflet and follow along in some sermon notes. First, judgment defined. Judge not lest ye be judged. What is Jesus prohibiting? Is Jesus prohibiting you and me making moral judgments and moral assessments? No. Why do I say no with such confidence? Well, because for the first 
half of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus has been doing just that. He has been making moral judgments. You have heard it said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, do not commit lust. You have heard it. That's a moral judgment, by the way. You have heard it said, do not murder. I say, do not be angry. That, by the way, is a moral judgment. If you were to assert that moral judgments were just out of the scope of Christianity, you'd have to take away a good two-thirds of the Bible. You may hear well-intentioned uh, church leaders say, who 